right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly, one of the uh, hopefully top 10, if not top five favorite paranormal podcasts in the universe. That's what we're aiming for. That's what we're shooting for, at least. Um, we're coming to you again today with a, with a guest. This is going to be another slobber knocker of an episode, you know what I mean, a big time up. Uh, Ray, how you doing over there before we get into the guest? How you doing? Not too bad. How about you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a middle of the road thing. Not too good, not too bad. You know what I mean? Somewhere in between. Um, where, you know, it was somewhere in between that kind of goes a little bit with our guest today. Because uh, I think she kind of found herself somewhere in between a Matrix situation, getting lost up in the glitches. You know what I mean? A little crazy, uh, uh, you know, all types of you know, very unexplainable stuff. We're going to let her get into it in a second, but it's very good stuff. Uh, Brittany Lafave in the building. All right. I'm very proud of myself for the pronunciation of that. Gold star for Maddie. Um, how you doing over there? I'm good. Very, uh, very good to have you on the show. You know, always a pleasure to have new people and uh, make new friends. You know what I mean? Yes. Thanks for having me and uh, hearing me out. (laughs) Anytime, anytime. We got connected through the Book of Face, doing the Facebook on our outreach program, looking for uh, cool stories to talk about and such. And uh, Brittany came on board with with a cool story indeed. Um, Ray, Ray knows a little bit about it, not too much. Ray likes to be a little bit in the dark on things so he can get a vibe, so he can catch his own vibes. You know what I mean? But with that being said, Brittany, give us a little, uh, give us a little insight to the situation here. So I grew up on this property my whole life. I don't live there now. I just moved away from there like a year and a half ago, but I spent a lot of time growing up in the woods. Like the house is about a half mile off the road. So you can't even see the road from the house. Like we spent our whole childhood exploring these woods. And um, I always rode four wheelers. My neighbors rode four wheelers. We used to ride every single day after school. Like this trail that I'm about to talk about is actually on my neighbor's property, but it's like behind my parents' house. So we rode every single day and there's not many trails out there. There's only like, there's one main one. And then there's a couple that loop back around, but um, it leads to railroad tracks. So when you go out the back of my parents' property, if you're like looking at the house, all the way down the end of the woods on the right is another street. The left, there's power lines. And then in the back, there's railroad tracks. So it's essentially a big rectangle of woods where you're either going to find houses or a street or whatever. So on this particular day, it had been probably two years since I had been out riding because I had a daughter and I just didn't have a lot of free time. So it was in the fall. Um, it was warm out. It was a beautiful day, and I was like, this is perfect. I have a couple hours. I'll just, like, head out into the trail for a little bit. And then I always, like, loop into the power lines, but I never come back up the road. I always go right back into the woods and come back up through the woods. Um, I knew they were working on the power lines 
because I drove by the worksite entrance like that morning. So I was like, all right, I'll just get to the train tracks and I'll turn around. So we always nickname different parts of the trails. And when you come down from like the back of my parents' property, it's a straight shot all the way and you only make one turn. And when you turn, you come over a stone wall. And it's the only break in the stone wall. It's on my neighbor's property. They had moved the rocks because they ride out there too. They probably haven't ridden in the same amount of time that I have because they're all grown and don't live at home anymore. Um, there's like a hunting sign there. And that's the only break in the stone wall that leads from literally like the power lines to the other street. So I come over the wall. You like come through an S turn. And then we used to call it like this. It was like a C. Because it used to flood really bad. It's a huge puddle. You could either go through it or around it. But it's basically filled in now. And you, it, there was no water in it. So I went right through it. And right after you go through that, you like come up a little hill. And then there train tracks are right there. You can't miss them. Like it's literally just a right up a little hill. And so on this particular day, go over the wall, come through the turn, go through where the lake used to be, come up the hill. And there's like nothing. It's just more woods. And in that moment, I literally, like, the first thought in my head was, don't stop. And then I was, the second thought was, like, straight. Just keep going straight. Like, don't stop. Don't let off throttle. And I literally was like, if you stop, you're not going to, like, go back. Like, you're not coming back. And that, like, scared the crap out of me. And I, like, didn't, I always ride with headphones in underneath my helmet. And I was like, I should see what time it is. And I was like, but I'm not stopping. I'm not taking my finger off the throttle like I don't even want to look behind me I just like not turning I'm just following this trail straight and I'm like where am I what is happening right now like there's no way that the train tracks aren't here I came through where I was supposed to go whatever and um so after it was probably like 10 minutes I think I listened to like five songs maybe because I was trying to count the songs like to keep track of time I was like that makes sense to me in my head because songs are like about two minutes I'll just count how many songs I listen to in case like something create like I come out and it's seven o'clock like that's what I was afraid of that I'm like gonna find my way and it's gonna be nighttime when I left at like one o'clock in the afternoon so finally like I don't turn at all I'm just going straight Ellie (laughs) sorry my daughter's calling behind um I keep going straight. And then all of a sudden I'm coming back through the rock wall for me to get to the rock wall from my house. I turn like I turn left into it. I was coming straight into it. And the only way that's possible is if I'm coming up from my neighbor's house, which I wasn't. And I come through the rock wall a second time. And I'm like, no, (laughs) like, no. And then I go through the S turn. I like go through the lake and then up the hill, and then there's the railroad tracks, and I was like, see ya, down the railroad tracks, up the power lines to the street, I'm not going back in those woods, like, that is not, not right, <laughs> just, it's not possible, I did a circle going straight, and I didn't, like, lose a significant chunk of time or anything, like, it wasn't dark out when I came back through a second time, yeah. but it scared the crap out of me enough to be like, I know I can't do a circle from going in a straight line, there's no way. Right. That, that's 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 some craziness. Now you, you said you got a, you got a feeling like just keep driving, keep going. Don't yeah. Stop. Like in my head, I literally said to myself, like, do not stop. If you stop, like that's it. Like don't do not stop. You could have been being told something for sure. 
Um, do you believe in like dimensional things, like different dimensions? Yeah. Yeah, I think it might be like something like that. Ray, what do you think? What, from that story, what do you gather from that? Well, you also got, uh, if they were working on the power lines, then they've upset the balance of the energy in the area. Mm. If you have any sort of portals or any sort of dimensional things in, in that area, uh, by disrupting that energy, they may have shifted. And you could have gone right into one of those dimensions or portals with that energy shift. Yeah, that's, that's a fair thought. It like literally, I was like, I'm never coming back from this. Like my family's not even going to find me because I have no idea where I am right now. That's horrifying. <laughs> you yeah. can also, add, you can yeah. also add in the fact that you got that weird, the weird sense of, uh, you shouldn't be stopping. And that's because your body and your mind picked up that you had shifted yeah. and you knew you shouldn't, you knew you shouldn't be there. You could sense it, even though the mind couldn't grasp exactly how it happened. But when you went through that shift, you knew you weren't where you're supposed to be. You knew you were in uh, a time slip, a dimension, and uh, you're following your instincts by just keeping going. You were able to come back out of it. That's creepy. You know what I mean? Very creepy because if you if you did stop, you almost kind of question what do you think would happen. Yeah, I think that I literally haven't gone riding since. I haven't been back in those woods. I... It scared me enough to be like, I will go riding, but not alone. I'm never, I'm lost. I'm not going out there alone again. I don't blame you. You just, it's just endless. The eternity of, of riding the four wheeler through the woods. Imagine that. In a straight line. And it's just all trees. And I'm like, none of these, like, it, it's just wood. So I guess it all looks familiar. But at the same time, I'm like, this isn't right. None of this looks familiar. Where am I? Like, how did I get here when I have not turned? Then it gets dark eventually and you're in a different dimension. That's what's very creepy about dimensions. Ray, Ray and uh, myself talk about them a lot where, like, they could just kind of portals could open up and you could just, like, what might have happened with you where you just accidentally stumbled into one and, uh, you know, who, who's to say what the other dimension is going to be? Maybe you could be underwater. It could be some type of underwater dimension, which isn't going to work good for you. You know what I mean? Or you go, you find yourself in some Jumanji type deal where you're in this like forest with all these weird animals or whatever that could kill you. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's, it's, it's quite a gamble and, uh, very scary stuff. Oh, yeah, I his- was terrified. <laughs> yeah. If you take a look at uh, how many people, um, and the numbers are very high, uh, how many people go missing in the woods? In some That's areas, there's a, there's a high concentration, like there's an Alaska Triangle, there's a Bridgewater Triangle. These areas where these things open up and people go into... The properties in the Bridgewater Triangle, too, so... <laughs> that, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that, that, that opens it up right there. In a swamp. <laughs> yeah, I know that the Bridgewater Triangle has that reputation with a lot of paranormal things about time, um, where like you know it take things if you know it feels like five minutes, it's really two hours type stuff. Things can get really weird like that. The triangle holds a lot of weird energy. Um, it's kind of like, and you hear some of the stories from it. You know, the 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 spirits from there are. Um, 
they're always they're like playful you know they're, they're not afraid to play with you and mess with you you know what i mean and that's almost kind of what that is like in the same sense of they have like the hitchhiker like it'll, it'll show up in your car when you're driving down the street to creep you out like i i, I assume that you would you would be able to not visually but like kind of in a situation like that where it's just ongoing it has to be like a time thing what what that, you know, it, ha- it would have to be the slowing down of time, I feel, for that. What do you guys think of that? Is it just time slowing down, or do you think you guys are – you think you actually, like, traveled into a different world for a little bit? I don't even know. All I Yeah. I just – all I know is wherever – whatever it was wasn't right, and I was, like, need out of whatever this is now. Now. <laughs> I feel that you passed Except only by going straight. I was like, I'm not, I was not going to turn. I wasn't going to stop. I was like, just straight. I'll find something eventually. And you passed, um, what, what you said, you passed like a little, like, um, a gap that you did it. You passed a gap through. in the stone wall. I passed through it twice. Twice. The first yeah. time going down. And then I, I basically did a circle by coming back through it again. And I was like, I would have had to have literally turned and done a whole circle up around this big rectangle to come back through that way. Like there's one entrance and I went through the same spot too. Like, it's not even like I found another opening in the, you know, rock wall and went through that. I went through the same exact spot again. Yeah. So with that, I think that that takes the time thing out of the equation. At least it like, uh, it, it wouldn't be time acting by itself. Otherwise you wouldn't have the reoccurring wall thing. Um, I'd almost, it, it sounds like you rode to a certain point. You slipped through a portal that almost sent you back to stage one or something. Now, h- how ma- how how much longer of a trip was it than it should have been? Do you know time wise? Probably like <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I was probably out there for like an hour and a half, and I usually can make the whole run in like a half hour. So I definitely like it was it was longer than it should have been. Okay. So if it, if it's usually if it if it's almost double the time. If it's almost double the time and you've seen that bridge thing twice, I'd say you probably went into something and kind of it re, it re, restarted you. That's kind of what it sounds like, Ray. What do you think? If it's double the time? Type five. Uh, I, I think, yeah, you, you pass through. You go into the other area. When you came back out, you were fortunate to come out uh, pretty much at the same point where you started to go in. So you continue the journey. There's a theory out there that with these portals or anomalies, whichever you want to call it, there are multiple ones. Yeah. Uh, what could happen is that uh, you could go through one. And when you come back out, you're either in a different time or a different place. Mm-hmm. You are ver- very lucky to come back out and be on that trail heading in the same direction. Yeah, once I saw the, the train tracks, I was like, oh! I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> I was like, eh, right down them. I was like, I don't care if there's people working on the power lines. They can stop me. They can, like, I can get in trouble. I don't care. Like, I'm taking the street. I'm not going back in the woods. There's people b- building the, tr- the the train tracks from 300 years ago. What do you do then? Right. I don't know. <laughs> are, you, are you typically a believer in the paranormal and ghosts and such like that? Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely, like, have read a lot about, like, people going missing in the woods, especially, like, national forests and like all the similarities or like you know kids going missing and then showing up a zillion miles from where they were like right. naked in a blizzard 
the triangle like has, like yeah, the Bridgewater Triangle has those stories. Um, I want to say back in the seventies, like if people went missing in there, the fire department wouldn't go in there after dark because it was so like that's supposedly a real deal thing where they were like afraid to get lost up in there because that that's what it would be. It's like people would go in and it would be a, a small area that they would be in, but they would get feel lost for days. You know what I mean? Kind of like the Blair Witch Project. Uh, very, yeah, the triangle, like I said, we mean ready to do the films. We get a film come in the works about the triangle. That's how, that's how, just interesting that place is the devil swamp you know what i mean the energy around that you know they would uh they wouldn't hunt and gather there it was uh it's had a lot of bad vibes for a long time you know so that brings into the accountability and the questions of what do you you think something could have happened there you think that that could have been maybe an altar for something maybe she got too you know and there's there's been you can go all the way back to the natives, the Native Americans, with maybe some type of altar or praying type thing or something like that. But it would, you know, and it would. It doesn't have to be an evil thing because nothing really bad happened except for time loss, or you know what I mean, or however uh, you know. Yeah, well, the native tribes uh, in that area, um, even when the first settlers came in, they already had stories about the place. Mm-hmm. And avoided it. So they knew there was something there and something going on. So that they would avoid that area. Very ancient. I would love to know what the original, maybe it's just the placement and the placement of where it is in the world, but I'd love to know what kicked off all that spirit, that supernatural. Well, it's also uh, at the intersection of, uh, in that area, some ley lines. Yeah. And that, that produces energy shifts. For sure. And you get power lines being worked on, portals opening and closing. Um, I'd say we're very lucky to have you as a guest tonight. <laughs> I definitely feel lucky. It was enough to scare me to not go back in. And I grew up in the woods, those yeah. woods particularly on those trails, but it has freaked me out enough to not, I want like nothing to do with it. <laughs> There's also dark, you know, in, in the darker side of things, the triangle, there's people that used to go in there and do like uh, rituals of like demonic kind, trying to summoning like the devil and stuff. Um, that stuff, you know, we talk about open portals, you know, they open up the portals with that stuff, right? And if they don't close them, you think it could be something like that? It could, it could be uh, when you have an energy area like that, uh, people who rely on rituals or are seeking power, they go to those areas. Yeah. And that that's where they perform the rituals. But unless you're really an expert in it, when you open something up, you've got to know how to close it. Because all you're doing is uh, contributing to the weirdness of the place, leaving things open, magnifying its energy and its strength to be able to continue to do that stuff. Yeah. It's a, um, it's definitely one of those crazy things that are cool because like there, there's no explanation for it. You know what I mean? And I think that there was a tie, like some type of portal, you know, and I think there was a restart almost with the double the time and two th- seeing the two things. It's almost like it placed you back at the, at the, at the starting point in a way, even if it was just mentally, which 
you know, the way that a, the way that, the way that a, a ghost or an entity could kind of show itself to somebody in a physical form, they could all, they could also, you think they can get in somebody's head and like, it's truly a paranormal thing, but almost like trick them into what they're seeing. So that, you know what I mean? Do you think there could be something like that? I don't know. I'm going, going with, with the portal. Yeah. But, uh, Brittany, what do you think about something like that? What I just said, you know, I definitely like have that like voice in my head being like, don't stop. So I feel like if it was like a trick, they'd be like, go towards it. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. or like, you know, like you should stop and figure this out. And like, that's actually a terrible idea. Yeah. 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 Cause you'd think people would stop to go, wait a second. What's going on here? I thought about like, I, didn't even have a chance to think about stopping because my first thought literally was do not stop because I came to that. Normally I do stop when I come to the top of the hill and I like sit for a second. I'm like, oh, it's like nice. Like you see the train tracks down below and like it looks like I'll sit and watch the train sometimes. Yeah. But there was no train track. So, but I also like that voice in my head was like, don't, don't do it. Was it like your intuition or was it, did you get a vibe of like, could it have been like a Native American uh, spirit telling you to keep going and keep you out of there? Maybe a, a familiar voice from your past or something? It was definitely like my own voice, like my Yourself? own intuition. Yeah, being yeah. like, you know what you've read on the internet and you know how this ends. <laughs> yeah. The, now, um, yes. do, you have, do you have any abilities, empathic or otherwise, to sense things? Yes and no. I mean, I definitely am. I get like premonition sometimes. I'm definitely empathetic, like very, em- I don't know. I can definitely like sense other people's energies and stuff like that, but nothing like I can't like sit there and like communicate with other. The other side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what I was, the reason I asked that is I was thinking that if you have some abilities, what you called your own voice telling you to keep going, whether it is spirit guides or something in there speaking to you through your voice to try and get you out, to try and help you out because it tapped into those abilities you have. I could definitely like, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would call for you to go back into those woods, though, to figure it out. No. <laughs> no, thanks. Hard pass. Yeah, with somebody else, or, like, maybe, like, tie a rope to myself, and then, you know, at the beginning of the trail, so that way. Imagine that. You, you Tether myself to the property. <laughs> have to, almost. But yeah, yeah, but then what? It's like some handful of devil kind of stuff. You could cut that rope, yeah. <clears throat> Rope's just a rope. Get snipped, and you're lost. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really creeped out by what could be in the uh, on the other side of portals. I'm not vibing with it. No, because then how do you know you're going to make it out? Yeah, but you just get swallowed up into the world. You just did you never exist at that point? Like, does everyone just like, oh, they went missing? That's weird. Vanished. Poof. I think so. I mean, like they 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 say that some of the people that go missing, <clears throat> there's so many of them that it's, they're walking through the woods. They say that happens. That's it's like a frequent thing. Very weird. It is weird. It makes me scared of the woods. 
people that are like, I love to go camping. I'm like glamping like a cabin yeah. with other people around. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you got an experience. That's the thing. You know, you have the creepiness of the, you know, camping in general. You know, you're in the middle of nowhere in the dark, pretty much. You lose your, if you don't have your lights, you're stuck. But um, knowing that you, you know, that deal, you know, going into there and uh, having a little slip, a little time slip action makes you even creepier. What would I, have you ever thought about, like, have you ever let your imagination run wild and contemplate? Um, the horrible things that maybe you could have seen over there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, what do you think you could have seen? What could he have bopped into over there? I don't know. I think I would have, like, eventually got back to my house and it just would have been, like, an episode of The Simpsons where it's, like, all everything's different. <laughs> yeah. Like, same house and, like, same family, but everything's, like, slightly off just enough to make, like, everything really weird. And, like... Me know that it's not right, but not be able to tell anyone else that because they're going to be like, she is crazy. What do you mean? <laughs> That's the psychological horror. That's horrifying. Like, yeah, like being an outcast in my own life or like knowing that I didn't belong there and not being able to do anything about it. I had the, one of the most horrifying nightmares I, I ever had in my life when I was a younger, like pre-teens. I remember I had this dream that I was at a ski resort with my family, never went to a ski resort with my family in my entire life, but I was at a ski resort with my family and I ran up to my uncle. I got lost for a little bit. I ran up to my uncle. I found him. And when I found him, he didn't know who I was. And all my family forgot who I was. That was the scariest, one of the scariest nightmares I've ever had. I remember waking up crying. So like, I'm vibing with that for sure. Like the, the world where everything's a little off. You guys ever see the Langoliers, the Stephen King movie? Mm-mm. So the, the Langolier, the Langoliers is a movie about dimensions, and there's these uh, group of people on an airplane, and they kind of go into a dimension type thing like this, where they end up 15 minutes behind, or like an hour or something behind regular life. And um, there's these things called the Langoliers that they eat like the world, like it's just thing that just come eats up every, it's like a big eraser. So like, it's a very weird concept, but it's almost like that's a real creepy element too, to add to it. That like in this, uh, in these other dimensions, what, 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 what's preying on things out there. And, or is it like one of those weird fade things where you're, you're caught in your, a different dimension, like in the old time movies and stuff you caught in, a dimension that's not yours. You have a certain amount of time before you you, you just become you you slowly fade away until you're just non-existent, like Brittany was saying. It's uh, it's some creepy stuff, you know. Well, I I think you might have the possibility, um, even in quantum physics, when you're talking about multi-dimension, multiple dimensions, uh, they've proven with particles that a particle can exist in two places at once. There's a lot of strange stuff that happens, but there's one thing in science is that um, there are different timelines. Every time you make a choice, uh, a timeline splits off so that uh, a part of you actually exists in multiple timelines. Now, if you had come back out, there would be the distinct possibility you go into this portal, you come back out into a world where you don't exist. Mm. So you could go back to your parents' house your parents could be there. The house could be there. Everything would be the same. But you wouldn't exist. They wouldn't even recognize you. 
Horrifying. Yeah, it's like terrifying. That's so scary. That really is. And, and, and then like it. to like stand there and be like, no, but I know this is my home. Like this is where I came from. And they're just like, um, yeah. Can someone come pick up this crazy lady on my porch? She says she lives here. I've never seen her. It's wild. And to them, you're just actually a crazy person. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, to, and then trying to like justify to other people that I'm like, I'm not lying. But then at that point, like when they are like, well, who are you? And then you know they look you up and you don't exist. Then what? <laughs> Well, you you become a crazy stalker since you know all this information about them, but you don't. Ex- there's no way to prove where you existed, so therefore you get locked away. It's such a yeah. When when someone just says it to you, and you just uh, you know slightly think about the idea of that, it doesn't sound so horrific, you know what I mean. But then, like when you really think about all the things that would come with everybody forgetting who you were. Uh, it's it's quite psychologically horrific. Like I said, that nightmare, that nightmare was too much for me. Definitely too much for me. <coughs> uh, you also have the whole dimensional aspect of, uh, you know, if you die in a dimension, wait, what, what's, what, is it the same heaven and hell, Ray? What do you think? I think ultimately what or is in the, after, in the afterlife stays the same. It's what varies is uh, your lives in this dimension yeah. in this world Brittany when you got back home did were you afraid were you like hesitant to talk about what just happened to you or what were you telling yeah everybody? I didn't I I've never even told my mom because my mom would definitely be like yeah I, my mom wouldn't believe me I know she wouldn't I've told like a few of my friends and like I've told the friends that I know are like believe me and like believe and stuff like that that would like hear me out, but I haven't really told anyone because it sounds crazy. And like, it sounds easy enough to be like, Oh, you just got like the trail confused. Like I did not. I, my entire, I could literally do it blindfolded. Yeah. And even if I did get the trail confused, I would have to run into the train tracks at some point right. <laughs> from going straight. Anybody ever try and get you to go back in there with them? No. I'm surprised that I would. I'd be one of those. My co- yeah, my well, my cousin's <laughs> like, let's go for a walk this summer when it gets a little nicer out. And I'm like, <laughs> you should play know. a practical joke. You should play a great practical joke on them. Uh, you know, you, when you like dis- you go out there, and then all of a sudden you disappear or something. Or like go out there and be like, oh my god, the trail was never like this before. Even though it like is how it should be, but like tell them it's not. <laughs> You have like you have like me or Ray hiding out there, and then we we cut we you disappear, we appear, knowing your entire life story, and tell them that we're you from like a different dimension, and they go. <laughs> my cousin would my cousin would be like, "What is happening?" Imagine that she'd be there for it. she'd be there for it though. She'd be like, "This is awesome," but also kind of terrifying. We I've asked Ray that before. We talked about like the doppelgangers. Like if somebody if if you it was like three o'clock in the morning, you wake up, someone's knocking on your door, you're getting all aggravated, you're like, Dang, what the hell is this? You walk you go out there, you look through the peephole and it's you. What do you do? I think honestly think I'd pass out like I'd hit the floor <laughs> right then and there. I <laughs> like honestly, I would just like my soul would leave my body and that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a creepy thing, yeah. That's like that would be terrifying. I would probably have to make sure I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> or like, oh, and then, yeah, and then like you know, like walk away and like walk back a couple times and be like, 
I don't even know what I would do. There was, there was don't second, open the door because that sounds terrifying. There was a second part to that story I forgot about too. There, you could either have that, like that's the first one. Would you rather do that where you go looking at you, or a creepy, or would you rather have the knocking as you're approaching the door? It's the, it's your mother's voice telling you, "Hey, let me in. I need to use your your phone for something." And when you get to the keyhole. You look at your mother's voice, but it's someone you don't don't know is actual. Looks like someone you don't know. Oh, uh, I think I would rather see myself. Yeah, I, that's, <laughs> for sure. I think yeah, because then I, I would be like, you're clearly not human if you're using my mom's voice to like manipulate me to open the door for you. Yeah, I think I'd rather see myself. It's horrifyingly demonic. That's what we talk about. It. It's just it's very both very creepy situations. If you you've seen yourself, you'd at first be like, "What the hell's going on here?" But if you have the voice, it's one of those moments where you're about to crank open the door because you hear the your mother's voice, and then you go, "Well, why? I should probably just check it to be sure." And then it's like a dude, like some old dude with that, you know, very creepy stuff. Very gin like. Yeah, I would so, definitely rather see myself. <laughs> you, I, you, 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 are you familiar with uh, like the 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 black eyed children? Yeah. Yeah, they're creepy like that too. I bet they're roaming the triangle. You going <laughs> to say something, Ray? Yeah, I was going to say in the in the doppelganger legends, yeah. the former legend. When you do see yourself, it means you're going to die. Oh, really? I believe that. And you see your doppelganger, doppelganger, it means you're going to die. And they take over? I don't know if they take over, but the legend says that means your, your death is waiting for you soon. I do think that there's a link. I think when you're going to die, I do think that there's like, there is like an actual death that lingers there type deal. Like, I feel like, I, I feel like, the day leading up to it, you probably feel a weird presence of something. You know what I mean? I get that. I, that's what I think. What do you think about that, Ray? We've never even brought that up. Brit- Brittany, what do you think? I can attest that because, so about a year ago, my boyfriend actually passed away in our home. Sorry. Um, thank you. But leading up to that, the whole week before, actually, he was, he was, he was, had just gone out of the army and stuff, so he was a little off mentally coming out of that. But, like, that last week, some of the stuff he was saying, I was like, "Mm, I don't like the sound of that. Like, it was like, I I feel like he just, he, I feel like he knew. Even that night, he definitely knew. He was feeling weird. Like, he was very adamant that, like, I get home ASAP from work, and I'm like, what are you talking? I'm like, my ship's not even over yet. Like, Rachel, he's like, no, you need to come home right now, but then wouldn't tell me why. Um, he like slept sideways in our bed, so I couldn't sleep in it. I slept on the couch that night. Like I think, I think he knew. But the week before, he said he dreamed about his best friend's mom, who is deceased. Um, he woke up out of a dream and told me that my daughter was his sleep paralysis like demon that night. And I was like, that's actually terrifying. And that yeah. same night, I had a dream that like I was screaming at him. And I was like, you're just going to choose your friends over your family. And he was like, see ya. And like took off. And we both woke up at the same time, like having these crazy dreams. Um, But yeah, like he, that like last week he was just coming out with some 
weird stuff like saying like having dreams about like people who have already passed on and like certain situations like situations like that i was like "Mm, that's kind of scary that is kind of scary i know yeah i was gonna say it's common among people who are dying or about to die that they begin to see past uh relatives and family members people that they were close to that that have passed they start presenting and uh they can see them yeah, once he said he saw, like, his best friend's mom, I was like, oh, this isn't good. Mm. Like, I, I like, that was my first thought was, like, oh, not. like, usually people are like, oh, you, like, had a dream, you know, a visit from a loved one, and I was just, like, not good. <laughs> well, I wish, did, did, did that, that particular friend's mother mean anything, like, like, did you- He was, like, his, she was, like, his mom. Like, okay. she basically raised him. Right. So, like, it was very significant that, like, that's who he saw. Yeah. She gave him any messages or anything like that? Or she just, do you remember what the dream was? No, he just, he was just, well, I don't even think he, he was, like, awake at this point, And he was like, I saw Richard's mom. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like. I didn't really know what to say to that. I was just like, oh. Yeah. He was like, yeah, she was just standing there. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I think there is, I think there is some, there, there, the presence or, or the, or the, you're already starting to transcend, you know, like places, you know what I mean? Where there's still a piece of you left there and a piece of you there. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's something like that, but I do feel, I do feel, and, and I know Ray worked in hospice, and he he had he has stories with families and such uh, that would you know loved ones and stuff like that. But I do think that there's definitely like an aura, you know what I mean? Like there's you're surrounded by, I don't know, like because I I family like maybe towards the end type deal. But like I do think there's like an aura, like a death aura. I do think there's like an actual death aura that like is there present, and it might not be scary. It might be hopefully a peaceful feel. But you, I feel like you think that you you feel something like they're almost like there's something over your shoulder type deal. Maybe not as menacing as an over the shoulder type vibe, but I do feel like the people that get close know it. Um, yeah, Brittany, what do you feel about afterlife? What's your take on after you pass? I don't really know. Like, I definitely think there's you go somewhere. Yeah, I don't know where, but I like I think that they can interact with us, and like there's a connection between us and wherever you know you go when you're not here. Yeah, we're all um, it's an energy thing. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Ray, what do you think? Where we go? Where we go, Ray? You know, Ray knows. Uh, no, I don't know. All I know is it's beautiful. It's a, I yeah, I think the closest I've ever come. That I was, I got sick a few years ago with a diabetes scare, and I almost died. And I remember, like, uh, in the thick of it. Like, there was a peaceful feeling to it. Like, I went in there with super blood sugar. Like, I, my, my blood sugar was out of this world. And they said I, was, I should have been in a coma uh, at that point. And I feel like either 
either death or uh, that coma. One or the other were, was a peaceful feeling. Maybe I needed some rest, so they were going to coma <laughs> me out for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. De- de- death's an interesting thing. It could be two different things. It could be. I'm I'm an energy believer, so I do feel like, you know, the energy kind of goes back as one like your energy leaves and then you're in the universe with and that's how you have you know the loved ones and friends and family and stuff like that where you still see them and why you're still able to kind of have interactions while you're still alive on earth is because of the energy thing um it's 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 yeah it's a weird thing it's a weird thing but the show has kind of helped me like when when people pass away it's it's still sad, of course, but it's like I don't I don't feel like it's the end type deal. You know what I mean? Like I feel like eventually there'll be some time, and it, it's unfortunate about there having to be time. But I think that everybody you, reuni- reunites. You know what I mean? Eventually, in the end. You know what I mean? Well, I think I know. Uh, well, when I was seventeen, I had an allergic reaction. Went in the shop, stopped breathing. I went the whole thing and uh, temporarily, um, you know, I was technically dead. Mm-hmm. And the only way I can describe it is pure bliss. The, the thing, I had awareness, but I didn't have a body, but it was pure love and bliss. It was fantastic. When they brought me back, I was actually pissed yeah. <laughs> that, that, that they took me out of that place. I also know from mediumship, uh, communicating with people that are in, in spirit, giving messages it's all about love and it's all wonderful. Yeah. And that, that is what everybody always says. And they try and uh, pass that love on and try and uh, get people to accept the ones that are still here. Uh, those in spirit, try and get those that, that are still here in this physical form to, to accept it, that it's okay. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. And they're still loved. And uh, from those experiences, um, I'd, I'd have to say that uh, however you want to define it with our limited capabilities while in this physical body, um, it's bliss. It's wonderful. Now, jumping back into the, the, the matrix, whoop, jumping right back into the matrix. Um, have you ever had any other situations like that in, in life? You know, maybe not in the woods, but in the house or at work or something like that? I did have, well, I'm sure there's been a ton that like I didn't pick up on, but one night in particular that I do remember I was at work and I was a server at the time and this table sits down. It's like a mom and her like probably like eight year old son. It was winter time. He took his coat off. He was sitting there at the table with his mom. I, like, get them drinks. I walk away to give them time with their menus. And then the son gets up and goes to the bathroom and comes out. And I come back to the table, and it's a daughter. It's not a son. And I'm, like, so I, like, go over to the table. And, like, I'm trying, I'm like, is it me? Is it them? Did yeah. somebody, like, did they just switch out a kid? Right. But then the father, like, the father showed up to, like, eat dinner with them. And it was just the three of them. So I'm like, okay, well, the dad didn't pick up the kid and, like, drop off the other one. Like, 
I don't know. I put, like, the girl was about the same age. She had, the coat was different. And, like, the boy was just sitting there quietly, but the girl was, like, coloring. She, like, colored the entire time she was there. And I, like, walked back into the kitchen, and I was like, I swear that was a little boy. Like, I talked to him. I took his drink order. Like, that was a little boy, and now it's a little girl. And I, like, asked the little girl if she wanted something else to drink, assuming that the drink was for the little boy. And she looked at me like I had ten heads and was like, this is my drink. <laughs> and I was like, what, what is you- happening? What do you do when you walk out of the kitchen and you look over and the girls, the girls staring right at you while coloring and the parents up? Go back in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Clock out and leave. Be like, all right, someone else pick up this table. You can have the tip. I did all the work, but you can have the tip. I don't want them anymore. (laughs) Ray, what do you, what's your take on something? You think, I mean, if something was messing with you, I could almost see it trying to do something like that. But what, just like a, like a weird what do you think that is? what do you think that is what's your take uh well i'm not going to go into jumping timelines because that might be a little too scary but uh i don't know unless that that uh whatever was there as a little boy was presenting as a boy and then later on presented as a girl and there's a possibility it wasn't even human. That's 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 heavy right there. It makes a little sense though. I mean, like it was tricking the parents, almost like the parents were the one on the take that they don't even know about it, and she just happened to witness it from afar. <clears throat> well, the parents could have could have been could have been in on it, uh, or this entity is just parading around as a child and it it switched, but the parents would know it. They're under the influence of it. Well, they got shapeshifters and stuff like that that would kind of fit that category completely, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And they would be pl- they'd almost be play. I feel like yeah, there could be a family of them, and I almost feel like they'd be playful at times and do stuff like that to mess with people. I know I would. Yeah, they'd all be all be switching up. I okay, always watch would. this. It's like a chameleon mid dinner. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd do well, that all the time. I'd freak people out all the time. Well, the other thing is that if you, if somebody has any sort of abilities, empathic or otherwise, they might be one of the few people that sees through the image that they present. They they see the trick, and the more you develop it, the easier it is to see that trick. But even if it isn't developed, you're not really aware. Uh, you may pick up on the differences, not understand that it. it's just something a little freaky to you Yeah. while they play their games. That would go with her being sensitive to the empath stuff, too, if she was able to kind of pick up on the crossover. It kind of makes sense. Do you think that – did you ever have anything like weird or paranormal happen before the, the, the Woods incident? Nothing crazy like that. Like, I mean, like, I've had, like, you know, stuff – disappear and oh one time i lost i have a night guard that i sleep with it's like a plastic retainer and i lost it for a long time i tore my room apart couldn't find it i was sleeping and i had a dream one night like i literally like woke up out of the street it's like two in the morning i wake up and my head's like it's like check under your mattress so i like lift up my mattress it's literally in the dead center of like my bed like under my mattress 
and I had a full size bed. My arms like not that long. I would, I wouldn't put it there, but it was weird. I woke up out of the stream and I was like, check under your mattress. And I literally did it two o'clock in the morning. And there it was. I was like, what? Yeah. Ray, what's your take on that? Is that somebody playing with her or is that her intuition type, her catching vibes? Well, the intuition, she found it as far as it going lost. That's something playing with her. Uh. Yeah, I definitely had, you know, stuff disappear and reappear either where I left it or places I would have never put it. That's a common paranormal thing. When things go missing, you you ask for for whoever to help you find it. And then, like, the next day, it'll just be, like, on the kitchen table or something. Yeah. So, me and my cousin, actually, over the fall, we jokingly, I was trying to find, like, my boyfriend's phone to find something in it. Because I had packed it in a bin. I couldn't remember where I had packed it. And my cousin was looking for her earrings. And, um... So we, like, sat down one night, and we're like, okay, whoever has our stuff, like, can you, like, give it back, please? And then, like, a couple days later, I found the phone in, like, a sock drawer or something, which I never would have put it in. And she found her earrings, like, at her ex-boyfriend's house in the closet. And she hadn't even been there. And my daughter actually told her that they were in a closet. And they were in a closet, just not, like, hers. I was like, this is so weird. (laughs) The daughter has a sensitive to it, too, it sounds like. Oh, wicked. Wicked. Yeah. She comes out with some stuff sometimes that I'm just like, mm, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. How so? Um, she, she's always, like, talking. Like, I'll be, like, thinking about something or someone, and then she'll start talking about it, and I'm like, get out of my head, child. <laughs> it's just me and her that live, like, you know, that live here. Um... When my boyfriend passed, she basically, she like talks and we call them like nickisms. Like that's just what he like, you know, stuff he would have said that only yeah. he said that I don't say. She comes out with it all the time. Um, when she was younger, younger, like a baby, my friend passed in a car accident. And then when she got a little older, she was running around my like parents yard with a butterfly that she nicknamed Freddie, and she brought her little Freddie everywhere, her little butterfly friend. That butterfly followed her all summer. And then I showed her, like, she saw a picture of my friend as a kid, and she was like, Mommy, that's Freddie. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think she, yeah. I think she might, she might be son. And you said the boyfriend had, she was in one of his dreams. Yeah, like a couple days before he passed. He said specifically that she was his sleep paralysis demon that night. That like he woke up in sleep paralysis and that's like that's who he saw. In in like a demon form or just kind of No, just like that's like what oh, he okay. described her as, but like as normal, but like he was in sleep paralysis and woke up and like instead of seeing like I always see like a black shadow, he saw her. I think she, I think she's real, maybe even more than sensitive. Ray, you got something to say up there? I see. Well, I was I was going to say when she named the butterfly, was that person passed or here? Passed. They uh, when they passed, how old were they? Twenty twenty one. Okay, because I know in certain cultures uh, they tended to be claim it as more children, but. <laughs> In certain cultures, a butterfly is the spirit or the soul of the children. 
that are uh, flying around. I think I think it might be Scotland, England, parts of Europe. They're very, they're very big on, on the butterflies being souls or spirits of people. So basically that butterfly could have actually been uh, someone visiting. I think, I think so. She, yeah. yeah, she literally ran around like all summer that butterfly followed her, that one butterfly. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think the, uh, it was Freddie. I think it was Freddie legitimately. And I think they come, they can come back and kind of, it's the energy, you know what I mean? And they, the positive energy of the kid, I think they can be attracted with stuff like that as well. You know what I mean? Do you, do you get creeped out knowing that your kid might be a sensitive, might, might have these abilities? Not if by her, by the, by the situation, but not by her, but by the situation of it. You know? Yeah, like, I don't, it's like, it's like when it's late at night and, like, she comes out of a room and she's like, I miss so-and-so that's, like, she never even met. Mm. That's been, you know what I mean? Like, gone for, like, ten years. That's when I get uncomfortable because I'm like. Ray, do you think she reads her mother's emotions? What do you think that is? Because you know, you know the people that she'd be talking about, but she just never met them. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, if the mother has a, if you have a strong attachment or have known these people, that can draw them. She may be seeing them, maybe uh, speaking to them. Uh, she could be picking up on your energy. Children, there's two things. Children are open. They don't stop closing down until life starts beating them down. So children to begin with are, are open. The second thing is that a lot of abilities, empathic and otherwise, they're passed down generation to generation. So if you have some, she has some, plus being young, she's already open. So she's very strong with it. She can read, um, not necessarily read your mind, but when you give off a certain energy or or uh, attached to a memory, mm. knows how to pick up on it and interpret it. And she may, in certain circumstances, actually be able to see people. These uh, so-called invisible friends of kids aren't always just in their imagination. Yeah. The, uh, you know, I was just going to tell you, I was going to say, you know, how would you feel if she came if she came back from a woods trip and she had kind of the same story. I would be like, that's it. <laughs> no would more woods done. Is she cut off from full whaling in the woods? Does she, you cancel that out already? Yeah, that's, that's done. I'm like, all right, well, glad you're back. But that's done. <laughs> Let's yeah. not do that again. <laughs> There's a, uh, my uncle had a, a goat, like a little story about a witch where uh, it was like a generational thing where like when he was a teenager, he seen it in the corner of his room laughing at him in the darkness. And uh, he said when he, later in life, he had a kid, uh, he had a couple of kids, but when one of the kids was around that age, you know, he, the kid was crying in his room and he went in to go see what, what was the matter. And the kid said, there was a witch in the corner of my room laughing at me. And he said he got goosebumps all up his arms and stuff because he never told anybody that story and it brought him right back to being a teenager and him seeing it. Um, and in a situation like that, we talked about that before. And I think that there was some type of 
lingering curse or something. I don't know. Do you remember what that was, Ray? What what, what we thought that might have been? Uh, uh, I don't remember what it was. Because different houses, yeah. I, I, I can't remember what, what the conclusion was we came to. I feel like it was it's some type of attachment type deal for it to be the same thing, which was a real interesting, too. We had an episode in the first season on that, and, you know, you, you hear witches, and you go, oh, you know, you think of, like, the Wizard of Oz, and you think of, like, things that can't harm you, but, like, they're just as wild as, like, voodoo and, like... The spells are hardcore, and we had uh, the curses. They do curses and stuff, which is problematic. You got to stay away from. It's wild. You know, just every day arguing with people in life when they say, like, oh, I wish this bad thing happened to this person or whatever. It's like, it can they do things. It's crazy. You got to be careful with it, you know? Yeah, you be careful what you wish for. For sure. For sure. Wishmaster. Jin. <laughs> Jen, you know what I mean? So, I mean, unfortunately, we don't have an answer for you. I was hoping to have an answer, but we I think we all learned a little bit tonight. You know what I mean? But I, I put my take, my, my take, my finalized take on it, I'll let Ray give his finalized take on it. As far as the, the Matrix type deal, and the Matrix thing's really weird. I think it's more of a dimensional thing. I'd say it's more of a dimensional, but who's to say if it ain't all Truman show, you know what I mean? It ain't all weird deal, but I I'd say that you probably, you know, you're, you're sensitive to these vibes too, I think. And you kind of cruised, you cruised in and I think you went through like a time slip dimensional thing where it, it at least once, if not maybe even twice made you, Re, re have a reoccurring vibe of where you you know why it took so long it took an hour instead of a half hour that's what i my if i was telling somebody what i thought happened that'd be my explanation of it is that or you know hallucinogenic drugs but i don't think there was hallucinogenic drugs involved no <laughs> uh, but i'd say yeah in 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 the in the unexplainable paranormal thing the only thing that i could really think of it is some type of time like dimensional slip or some time slip type deal and the time slip i don't think even works because i think if you didn't if you didn't run by that gate thing twice i'd say okay it's a time slip because it it took you an extremely long time or it took you a short time took you a half hour to get some it took you an hour to get somewhere usually takes you a half right yeah yeah, so like I think that it would, it it uh, you never would have seen that gate if it was a time slip. It just would have been just like one one full haul, and it would have been the hour when you got there. But that's my take on it. Ray, what's your take on what do you think happened? Um, I think it was more more of a portal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she went into an area that looked the same. It could be the same path, but it could be something from 100 to 200 years ago. Interesting. And uh, she was going down that for some time, but it would take that time because um, it was different then. There may not have been tracks. There probably certainly wouldn't have been uh, power lines. And until she came back through, and then suddenly, boom, 
there's something she sees. Okay. Here's where, where the wall is where I go through. Oh, there are the power lines or the tracks or something. All of a sudden, she's back to where she was when she comes back through that portal. But I think that, uh, again, I'll, I'll say you're very lucky to come back in the same spot. Yeah. You know, with, with you know, the Bridgewater Triangle, there was a lot of, like, wars fought on that with the Native Americans. Do you think that maybe she passed over the boundaries, the, the battleground boundaries of, like, a really bloody war or something? I think that the Bridgewater Triangle, to me, it, it's... The triangle itself is a portal. I think there are multiple ones probably in there. Yeah. I mean, there, there have been sighting of creatures. There have been sighting of UFOs. There have been things going on for centuries in there. Right. And you, you slipped into a portal and you came out the other side. Okay, just be grateful. That's all. Just be grateful. You came back to the same place and you're okay. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm definitely grateful. I'm never going back. <laughs> Not alone. Not alone. <laughs> Now, Brittany, at the end of the discussion, have you had have you had any uh, any uh, you have any, any like change in opinion of what it could be or what you what you think it, the finalized opinion of what happened? No, I'm kind of I'm on board with the whole like portal theory. I definitely like I don't know what happened. All I know is I was somewhere I shouldn't have been or it wasn't meant to be. I am I agree that I'm lucky that I got put back where I started. But that, like, sense of don't stop, you're never coming back, like, I will never, like, that feeling of, like, this is bad, like, I'll never forget that. Like, it was terrifying. Yeah. Especially to, like, think that and then not actually stop for a second to be like, wait, what is going on? Like, to, like, my, like, brain basically overrode any other thought. It was just like, nope, go. And who's to say? Only time will tell if you actually are in the same place. The same place. I know, I know. Right. You never Maybe know. I'm not. You never Maybe quite I'm not. know. You know? <laughs> but, Brittany, this was a great episode. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Anytime. You're, you're, always, you're always welcome back on. You, you seem like you got, a lot, you, got, you got some interest in this stuff, too, so we could definitely have some more discussions. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. Ray, do you want to say anything in closing? Uh, no, I just want to thank uh, Brittany. And uh, whatever you had with you that day, whatever your instinct was, keep following it. Absolutely. That's the plan anyways. Amen. Amen. Tell the little girl we said, have a good night. I will. <laughs> and we'll be in touch. We'll talk soon. We'll get you back on the show. Awesome. And, uh, hell yeah. And for everybody else out there listening, we hope you had a, had a good time listening to the Britney story. And uh, you hit us up and let us know. Matrix of Portal. You know what I mean? That could be a good name for the episode. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, we hope everybody's having great lives out there. And uh, we'll catch you all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. Ghostly. <laughs>